Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on a YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. It's been a it's been a great sports weekend, a great football weekend. I shouldn't say sports weekend because we don't have a bunch of sports. Um, shout out to the Yankees who are kind of starting to level out after an absolute disastrous, you know, um, stretch pretty much all of, you know, August and into September. Um, just a bad stretch of, of, of baseball, but they seem to have gotten it together. Um, shout out to the Yankees, as I am a Yankees fan, as most of you know. Um, but it was a great football weekend. And even with all of the things that have happened in the NFL, and I'll get to, to a couple of them, I want to start here. You see a lot of college football teams, a lot of lower level as we perceive them, um, group of five teams, being able to beat power five teams. Now, I'm not going to insult your intelligence and tell you that, you know, this is, oh, well, this is nothing new. This is normal because you know that, right? You know that this is normal. I assume that you know that power five schools beat, I mean, group of five schools beat power five schools. There's nothing abnormal about it. But when you see so many of them, when over, teams that are perceived to be and that's the that's the that's the part right they're perceived to be the great teams or the the really good teams that shakes you up everybody wants to point to the portal everybody wants to point to the transfer portal as the reason that this gap has been narrowed but quite honestly it's not the transfer portal the transfer portal is a convenience. And what it does is it allows it allows people to find homes that make better sense for them, right? But the transfer portal is not the reason because the big teams, the the, the superpowers, they can all cherry pick the transfer portal for whatever talent they want. Florida State took a kid who was at Albany wrecking shop and brought him in and made him a starter. That's tough for anybody at Albany to have to deal with because now what, what it's saying is, is that Albany is a feeder system. What it's saying is, is that these lower level FCS schools, these Group of five schools, if a kid goes to one of those schools and balls out, all he has to do is find a power five program that is in need of his services and reach out. There is no illegal, you know, like, oh, well, you contacted a kid. No, the transfer portal just made everything above board. That's it. But this stuff was going on before. The transfer portal just took the convenience out the way. But that's not what made 
these group of five teams be able to compete with these power five teams. That's not what shifted the talent and made it more, made it more even, right? It's not the portal. I'm going to tell you what it is. When the NCAA decided in 2020 when COVID was going on to give everybody, every kid that was currently in the system an extra season, they essentially created the super senior. Because now you had six years to play five. And what you're seeing right now is the genesis of that rule at every level, by the way, at every level, you're seeing the genesis of that rule. Why is, is Navy not able to rebound as fast as they have in the past when they've had a bad season is because Navy cannot have fifth and sixth year seniors on their team. So if Navy can't have fifth and sixth year seniors on their team, then they're going to be at a decided disadvantage. Now you have young men fresh out of high school going up against, in some cases, 24, 25, 26-year-olds, grown-ass men, men who would be in the NFL if they had that level of ability at the time, right? What does this mean? This means that at Appalachian State, where a lot of those kids don't leave early because they're not a premier, they stay. And when they're seniors and they ball out, but they look at the projections and the projections still have them as a late a late round pick, a sixth, seventh pick, seventh round pick, maybe even an undrafted free agent because all of these top level talents come out of these power five schools after three years for sure. That guy comes back for another season. And so now, right? So now what you end up with is Chase Bryce, a guy who was a good talent at Clemson, right? He was a good talent at Clemson, but he was there amongst the, the mega stars at quarterback. And so he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to beat out these guys who are going to the NFL as number one overall draft picks. That's not what he's going to be able to do. So what does he do? Right? He spends his couple of seasons, he spends his couple of seasons at at um at Clemson and then he transfers to Appalachian State 
And when he transfers to Appalachian State, you are now getting a guy who was recruited to one of the monster programs coming down, coming down to Appalachian State. But now he's not coming down there as a I'm fresh, I'm fresh out the high school, you know, freshman. He's coming down there as a three-year collegiate. He's 21 years old. So now in this year, now in this year, where he's 24 years old. Yep. Yep. When he's 24 years old, where he is going to be 25 in January, you got a 24-year-old quarterback at Appalachian State running the show. That's a guy who's seen a lot of college. He's seen a lot of college football. He's no longer enamored by the parties, right? There's a chance he might have a wife. Or a longtime girlfriend. Hell, he's 24. He might have a kid. This is somebody that's not going to be caught up in all of the trappings of college. He knows how to go out and have a good time, but come home and get ready for film session in the morning or early workouts in the morning. He's been through the he's been through the rigors, and I reckon to say. If you looked at Appalachian State's roster, if you went down their roster and other group of five teams like them, you're going to see a lot of players who are these super seniors. This man has been playing football for five years in college. He's been playing football for five years in college. Not just around, he's been playing. So now this super senior, who, by the way, depending upon how his, depending upon how the season went, right? How his season unwound, unwound, he may actually have another year. He only has five years. So if his um, 2018 season, if he didn't garner enough attention to burn his red shirt, then he can be back in 2023 to do this again because he gets an extra year. So understand, 2018 would be his red shirt year, right? 2019 is his red shirt freshman year. 2020 would be his red shirt sophomore year, but that's his COVID year. So we don't even count that year. So 2022, if, if we're saying that 2020 never existed, 2022 represents his fourth year in college, but only his third year burning his eligibility. This guy can come back and be 25 years old playing quarterback. The University of Georgia has Stetson Bennett, Bennett playing quarterback. He's 25 years old. 
if you want to know what why why everything is happening so strange that's the reason it's because the NCAA cycle has to cycle out these super seniors and because it happened in 2020 that means you're not going to get rid of the cycle until 2025 2025 should be the last year that you see the super duper senior because 2025 will represent the fifth year from the 2020 class. So that would be the last year that you will encounter these super duper seniors. It might actually be 2026 because the 2020 season doesn't count. So 2021 could be a red shirt year. And then 22, 23, 24, 22, 23, 24, 25. No, yeah, that's right. So 25 is the last season because 25 would make six seasons. Now, excuse me, not five. It'll make six seasons for the super duper senior. So 2025, until 2025, you are going to see teams taking advantage of the sixth year senior. That used to be an anomaly. It used to be that somebody got a waiver and the waiver was they had two injuries during their during their season that gave them a medical red shirt. And that's how you would get to six seasons. Well, now if someone gets the double medical red shirt along with the buy year of 2020, now you're looking at somebody on seven years in college. And again, I'm all for seven years in college. Hey, as long as you can manipulate and get free education, continue to manipulate and get free education. Make sure that you come out of there after seven years with a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and most likely a specialist or partway towards a doctorate. Don't just waste that time and get a bunch of meaningless degrees. But this is what's changed college football. And, and even more so, you're going to start seeing it happen in college basketball. Where team, but, but in college basketball, because it doesn't take as many to change like your, your stars, you've already seen the results of when a guy goes from a mid-major to a power five or not power five but to a, a high major ncaa basketball team we've seen that result we've seen how that manifests itself we're now starting to see how it happens in football and in football bruh we just we have grown men out there how does appalachian state beat texas a&m it's because they have grown-ups out there playing. Texas A&M has a, have a bunch of 18 and 19-year-olds playing against a bunch of 23, 24, 25-year-olds. I don't care if the talent is better. The experience, the age, the grown man strength rely on the side 
of the mid-major of the of the of the group of five. It's not the portal. It's not the portal. The portal facilitates movement. But a bad player is going to be a bad player everywhere. A malcontent is going to be a malcontent everywhere. But when you're able to add truly talented players and keep them around in your program for five and six years, that's going to make a difference. And the Power Five schools are losing talent to the NFL. Power Five schools are losing talent to the NFL because that those guys have it in their mind they want to go to the NFL. Chase Bryce, he might not even be thinking about the NFL. Chase Bryce might be in his head going, I want to get all of this education for free, and I want to go down as a legend at Appalachian State. There's a good chance, by the way, that Chase Bryce, if he comes back next year, right, along with all of these other super seniors that they might have, that they might have a legitimate opportunity to take a run at a at a at a at a at a at a, at a playoff position. This is how Cincinnati was able to make the run. They had a bunch of veterans on their team, a bunch of guys who had played a lot of football. That's how they were able to make that run. Appalachian State's in position to do that. How does Georgia Southern beat? How does Georgia Southern beat Nebraska? Because Nebraska is so in, enthralled with trying to get a top recruiting class, right? That their focus is on bringing in those high school guys. Georgia Southern brought in high school guys, but they brought in a lot of transfers. So they have grown men. They have grown men who've been around, who've seen things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the portal. The portal only facilitates movement. And quite honestly, it's, it's helping teams and it's helping players be at the level that they were supposed to be at anyway. If you want to look at what's really making the difference and what's really bringing the gap down, Look at Alabama's wide receivers. You can't keep losing one and two and three wide receivers a season to the NFL and think that your depth's not going to be affected. They have inexperienced receivers out there. Why? Because they've not played. Because these guys who we thought we were going to have for four years, we, there's no more Devontae Smiths. Everybody's leaving after the third year. And every single year for the past three to four years, Alabama has lost legitimate NFL caliber wide receivers. Guess what? You're going to be depleted. Especially when Texas has a bunch of veterans mixed in with young guys coming back. So they had a guy out there who was in his fifth year, I believe, or fourth year. That was out there cooking. Why? He understands football. He's been there. That makes a difference. 
it's going to be fun to watch. It was a great, it was a great week. What is that considered? Week two of college. The NFL was fantastic. We'll probably talk more about that tomorrow after the Monday night football game. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. You do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Until next time, peace.